band because you can't like afford a manager because you're just three guys who because you're trying to be your own manager yeah um the media so, media virus media virus was the name of my first band nice that's a good one uh, yeah i read that you're a bass player as well i'm yes. the god of thunder i um, kind of play all the instruments now though uh, um, well it it started with drums initially and then became bass um but yeah, then I had to learn guitar because I needed to write songs for the band. Yeah. So I learned acoustic and then I had to learn electric because I needed to record guitar for the band. And now the studio's got, uh, actually the cool part about the, the studio wall is those oh, wow. guitars represent the history of my punk rock band. So oh, wow. the acoustic guitar was a $100 acoustic guitar I bought to write songs on. And I still write almost every song I write on that guitar. The bass uh, was the bass I played in that band, and that electric is the electric that my best friend, the guitar player in my band, played. And so it's kind of cool having like a little piece of uh, old history. And we're actually still recording stuff. We're, the project this year is that we're re-releasing our entire first EP from 2008. Uh, so we're re-recording every song. It's a 12-track EP, all pop punk. Uh, we're re-recording all of that now that we're adults and we have equipment. And we did you... Did you... Doing. Did you enjoy Mr. Bungle? Uh, yes. Do, have you heard the, the, uh, was it the Revenge of the Easter Bunny re-release? I don't know. No, I don't think so. So it was Mr. Bungle's last project. Uh, it's, it's a Mike Patton side project. Yep. As life, my life, I think, is. Um, I think Mike Patton's directly in control. But, <laughs> but um, it's... Uh, I can't think of any names off the top of my head right now, but he's got he's got one of the guitar players and the drummer from Slayer. And but the bass player is the Mike Patton and the bass player are the only two original members of Mr. Bungle. Uh, the Raging <laughs> Wrath, the Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny re-release. So they took their first EP and they re-recorded it. As an it's entirely fucking amazing. Band, What's that? As mostly a different band. Yes, but it's still very fucking cool. No, it's that's... very fucking metal. It is so thrash. It's fucking okay, metal. I'll check it out. It's good. It's real good. Yeah. But uh, did you get recording again there, Michael, or no? I am. I'm just getting my uh, stories open so that we can... Okay. So we got his a lot of his little story there. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I ramble. I... No, it's good. I, I am but a drunk magician, ladies that's, and gentlemen. Listen, man. <laughs> the stories... And the, the news articles and all that shit is really just something to talk about yeah. to make you, to like remind you of something. You know what I mean? So if you need to take a left turn and like, like you did, and we start talking about something else, yeah. that's what, that's what they're for. This is okay. mostly a bullshit kind of, session. The, the stories we right, pick are because we know yeah, we can that's rip fair on. enough because that's my show too. Is mostly, yeah, uh, you know, the stories are all about can, something to riff on. Just something to make jokes or, you know, is something that we can, yeah, you know, come up with whatever. tangents and be entertaining, right? That's what it's about at the end of the day. Is exactly. And thank you guys for having me here. Because no, thanks for coming, dude. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Like you're not doing your show. Into. Like it's uh, it's yeah, it's weird. It's it's not like you're not doing enough. your show, did, so you can do ours. Did you give our? Well, uh, to, we've got two lists. Two be, people. Well, one person watching, I guess. Uh, to be fair, I did. Uh, I did go live for like 15 minutes on my show, basically to cover the two stories that I wanted to cover on my show, which were yeah. uh, AOC criticizing the New York Police Department dance routine, and also uh, that San Francisco elected a uh, a non-citizen to their elections board. So those those were the two that I really wanted to touch on. So I touched on those and then gave some updates, like, hey, these are a lot of my show. A lot of the time, it's me just like. Uh, telling me hey sean henry's here sean shout out brother i, I think he just bailed guy. i was about to i was waiting uh, for you to finish oh wait sorry did somebody, I was somebody... <laughs> yeah, bullshit, I'm here. sean's fucking awesome he's a uh he's been a long time viewer he's probably been with us like three years now and uh, oh, that's he's actually he's the first guest we ever brought on the show which was kind of cool like he was such a super fan that we were like you know what we should probably like sit down and have a conversation with this guy because he's on every week making hysterical comments and referencing shit and then being with the comments that are borderline where we're like, ah, oh, we can't talk about that on YouTube, but we will bring it up in the Rumble after show. <laughs> That's so, almost how yeah. Pete got here. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pete, nice. Pete was a listener to a, a show that we all used to do and got on that show. 
And then Matt and I ended up on that show at, at different times after the fact. And then when Matt and I started doing this, we reached out to Pete. Nice. And how long is this show? I, I wasn't going anywhere. I was in the hospital. <laughs> we are well into our, well, we're, we're beginning our fourth year. We've done okay. a three total. This is episode 171. We count weeks, not actual releases. Yep. It's weird. So we've been doing it for 171 weeks. Okay. So it's without fail. Know, like three and a half years, basically. Almost, yeah. yeah. Without Almost. fail. We've not missed a week. We have not missed a week. And you know what's funny is uh, it, some say it's our first show. Some say it's our second. But uh, I was tickled pink about a story from Oregon. You were. And, uh, and that, that's how this all started. It's, yeah, this basically, I saw this story and I was like, holy shit. Um, but we're, it's, it's all gonna, it's all gonna relate. So Mike's gonna kick us off with the first, the first story here. Yeah, uh, apparently in New Hampshire, the, the Dems are, are defending the male high jumper competing as a girl. It's an obscure now, competition. <laughs> I, when I told Mike about this, I said pole vaulter and we made a whole bunch of jokes and then I realized I <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, pole vaulter. Pole vaulter has a lot more jokes than high jumper. <laughs> the best so I can come up with jokes, and then I reread the article. And I was like, Shit, I misread it. I mean, fair. That's I mean, totally a fair, uh, a fair like, mistake to make. As a high jumper, I don't know that there's an advantage to a competing as, as a girl because it, they don't have to worry about their balls knocking the stick down on the way That's, over. This is a fair point. That is true, but. Um, I mean, <clears throat> I'm gonna pop this. Uh, do you have a? Can you pop that picture up? Yeah, I can. Uh, I can Just because, and the thing is, uh, this is I one think. that you sent over, Hickory, and yeah. uh, close to home. Uh, yeah, this is, and, but the, this is the state that 69s with Vermont. Just to be clear. Yeah, but New Hampshire. Like I, I get New. I I understand. I think I hope because my wife is from Massachusetts, but but like Lowell, where it like borders, uh, or Lawrence, where it like borders. Yep. You know. Uh, New Hampshire, and I, I love their license plate, like "Live Free or Die." Like they don't have sales tax. Like it kind of is like you know, be what you you know, do what you want to do. And if and if this guy wants to be a chick, that's great. But he's and not a, a particular. Nonetheless, what's that? I said in the total hottie, nonetheless. <laughs> no, 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 he's not. <laughs> like he's it's a very ugly woman. He's not a great looking dude either. <laughs> He'd probably be a better looking dude than a woman. Well, I mean, I don't know. You, know you, I mean? you haven't seen many of the ladies that come from Vermont, New Hampshire, bro. Just, just to be fair. She's a Vermont a, seven. A Vermont ten is like a Boston three. Uh, <laughs> so she's a Vermont seven. She's uh, a looker. Oh yeah, like a, like a seven and a half. Like uh, yeah, that's. I mean, like uh, if if she came to the club to do stand up, people would be like, "Damn, that hot chick was funny." Like, and the thing is, man, like, I don't, I, this is, this is what, this is what irritates me. Like, whenever you look up, like, female porn, it's always some dude dressed up like a chick having sex with another chick. Like, that's just a dude dressed up having sex with a chick. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, anybody can grow man titties. Right? Well, did you see any of the, the finding, oh, I wish I could remember what their group was called, but there was just a... A group, uh, Tim Cast actually had the the researchers on. They just did a deep dive into Pornhub, uh -huh. and actually found out that Pornhub is specifically pushing uh, like trans angels, which is their uh, mostly trans porn. So it's yes. all women. It's all people who appear to be a woman, basically from the waist up until yes, you know the the dong unfolds. Shows um, up. I, I have a friend that consumes a lot of pornography, and and I, he assures me that. Trans shows up in a lot of searches, whether it, whether you put in straight or not. It, it, so they were basically talking about how they have, and I've seen some of the interviews and stuff where they've, these two people, I can't remember their names and I feel bad. There's a dorky looking white kid and a kind of cute Asian chick. And they did a bunch of research and basically did the James O'Keefe type uh, undercover journalism and did a lot of interviews with people that worked for Pornhub. And the people there were specifically like, we're targeting this towards straight men. And specifically, we want to get, they, they referred to straight porn, i.e. a biological male, a biological female, 
Yes. Uh, on on film as vanilla. Yes. And that they were and that they were trying to push anything that wasn't like so even if those two people are peeing on each other, that's still vanilla content in their eyes, and they were trying to push other stuff. And the crazy part that it sparked in the back of my mind is, holy shit, they might prove that uh, conversion therapy works. Yeah. They might actually prove that if they, you serve enough the, the non-identifying content with people who identify as straight, the, that the you might actually be able to sway them. The very people who... disprove all the, the anti-conversion uh, therapy the, shit. The very people who say, hey, conversion therapy is awful, it's torture, it's hell, are going to make it are going to yeah. make it the norm. They're going to prove that it's real first off, which is like the holy shit. Like, right. It kind of seems like that's the truth of everything. Right. Is that like the people that are super against something always end up proving uh-huh. that it's real. Uh, and yeah, that wasn't was like a mind opening. But this was funny to me because I don't know about you guys. I've completely stopped giving a shit about women's sports at this point. I mean, <laughs> like like well, I, I have a hard time. The point is, is that women's sports is for women. It's for women so. to watch. It's for women to compete. It's for women to, you know, to celebrate being women. Yeah, and I mean, have, there's and, there's and, only a and, couple and of women have no place there. There's only a couple of women's I, sports that are fun to watch. With you, Maddie, it also feels like enough women endorse this shit that I can't like. If you're gonna ask for it, then then you know exactly. I, I'm, I'm not gonna exactly. be your white male. It's the savior. women pushing it because women yeah. want to feminize men. Because they want you no, to be as 100%. crazy as fucking they are. That's what they want. <laughs> you know, every woman wants you to open the fuck up until you open the fuck up, and then you're a pussy. Yep. That's, you know, I how many times? It took me fucking yeah. three marriages to fucking learn that. They're like, ooh, feelings. Get get that shit away from me. Exactly. That's, they, like, that's what you asked for. <laughs> no, your your wife would rather your your wife would rather see you die on your fucking horse than ask for help. Yep. It's it's just the way it is. Even though every time, and I have a pretty based wife, like she's pretty fucking cool, but even she's like, "Why don't you ever ask for help?" And I'm like, "Cause that's not something we fucking do." Like, no. <laughs> not wired that way. I have a fucking like, penis, and I, I, I I'm like, a man. I like, badge. like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, Off. Although I will admit, full disclosure, I, I got a Subaru uh, so a year ago, in March. <laughs> well, so I I came out to my entire family at Easter. As a nice. lesbian, they were super confused. We were all sitting around at Easter dinner. And I was <laughs> like, "Guys, I have something that I have to levy with you because I haven't been completely honest about myself, and I need to share this with you." I'm a lesbian now, and they were all they all looked at me kind of confused. And I was like, "Whoa, don't get me, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm following what my heart says, and I'm not just a lesbian. I am in fact gender fluid. <laughs> I am fluid between a lesbian." And someone who is toxically masculine. That's right. And that—that that is how I identify. That is my spectrum. And I, I was I, born I, this way. I appreciate if you guys would respect me. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, but they're all caps. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you have to shout it. Yes, they, they've come to terms with it, and we're all good now. But they were super confused that Easter, I must say. And I'm like, wait, what? You're a lesbian? I'm like, yeah, I have a Subaru. Like, it's kind of the rule of the land. We went to Build a Bear workshop, and uh, with my granddaughter, uh, I also went to a candy store where I found uh, candy cigarettes. I was very excited about that. Oh, nice! I have a pack of those over there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we went, and and the, the the person that was like filling the bear and like helping, you know, my granddaughter, was a very. I thought she was pretty, but she had like a shaved head and like blue hair—not shaved head, but shaved on the sides. And like a blue ponytail, but she was cute enough. <laughs> Whatever. And she looked woman to me. You know, she was chubby. I like him chubby. I like him bigger. You know. And I look at the name tag and it says Toby. <laughs> and and underneath it says they them. And I'm like, fuck. I was about to hit on this chick. <laughs> I mean, my wife was there. I wasn't gonna. Right. You know. You're just gonna be a little flirtatious, maybe. Sean carries double D man boobs. Yeah, so Sean. I would have. I'm. I'm starting to get some titties. Like I've been gaining weight without like really trying. I'm diabetic, so I you know my weight yo-yos. I and noticed I, that like when we were that. when that? we met this morning. I noticed that you didn't have a bra on yet. Yeah. No. I was. Uh, and I'm, I was leaking a little bit. Let's start training. 
but uh, and we were we wanted to get into. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, that's why something. Sean is a fan sandpaper, of the Sandpaper's good, but a cheese grater's better, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's like that I'm opening nah, Use a chain. Movie. Use a chainsaw. <laughs> the um, but uh, Dylan Mulvaney was in the news too. Yeah, uh, and, another uh, chick with a dick. Was, uh, she was. Why scre- wouldn't they be? She uh, uh, she was screaming, you know, because I guess somebody said that her 15 minutes of fame. You get the story there, Mike? I'm getting it. Yeah, that it might have come to an end. Is that the? Uh... Yeah, but she's she's not having it. She's not. They're not. They. they I'm hoping not. we get a full unedited surgery video that's what i'm looking for i i don't think most of them want to cut it off most i i honestly think that most tr- people who dress up like chicks want to fuck chicks and that's what we had in the fucking 80s we call them rock stars yeah i mean Janie yeah, I mean, lane like, maybe um, you're a little too, you're he's yeah. a little too young because no, in the 2000s we called them male feminists and then they all turned out to be uh i don't know no, dude uh, but in the 80s assaulty. we had bands Dude, in the 80s, we poison, had I jerked warrant. off to, to uh, look what the cat dragged in until somebody explained to me those were dudes. <laughs> <laughs> like, Poison, they all... C.C. DeVille was one hot bitch. They were fucking they were pretty. pretty. They were. D. Snyder. But they were dudes, and they, and, and they used to get... D. Snyder used to get pussy. D. Snyder still gets pussy. Yep. He wore more makeup than that but chick that was Mimi on the Drew, Drew Carey show. Dylan Mulvaney branded unhinged for a bizarre late-night TikTok rant one year after the Bud Light fiasco, insisting she's got projects in the pipeline, and her 15 minutes of fame is not over. Hey, I got news for you. You can say projects in the pipeline all you want, but fucking bottom surgery does not count. It just doesn't. <laughs> Let me explain something to you about projects in the pipeline. We have a project that's not in the pipeline. It's actually going. That's right. It's this show. You're on it right now. It's a project. It's it's happening, right? That's We're talking right. about you. You know who's hearing it? One person, Sean. Thanks for listening, and he Sean. He does not care about you. We do appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Sean. Love you, brother. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, tell a friend. Mulvaney, who's tied up with the beer maker last year, sparked costly boycott from conservatives. It wasn't just conservatives; it was people who are sick of having shit rammed down their throat. Was reacting angrily to an, an online critic who had declared her 15 minutes are almost over. Wearing pajamas, rolling around in bed, and repeating herself, Mulvaney rebuffed the troll, pretending to look at a wristwatch, saying, I think it's been longer than 15 minutes, darling. Now, here's the thing about Dylan Mulvaney. The first time I saw her, I thought that was a chick, and she was kind of hot. You know, she's not a bad, not a bad looking, I mean, you can tell as soon as you get a full body shot, but she's not a bad looking girl. That's not attractive at all. <laughs> See, the first time I saw Dylan Mulvaney, I was in, in mocking women, and I am in to see what happens here. Like, that was my initial take, and I was like, hmm, okay, let's see where this goes. And then It, it, just it is kind ridiculous. of interesting that, that black face is so frowned upon, but woman face is perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah they love a it. A man can pretend to be a woman all day long, and that's fine. I'm right. excited to see. I'm, and it's like a, it's a twinkle, white dude, painted up like. It wasn't. I, wait, I'm, there was a no. There was a, who was it? Like Talcum X. <laughs> there was a. It was a chick. Uh, she Sean pretended, King. She pretended to be black. Oh yeah. What's her name? Uh, I forget her name. Oh, yeah. Oh god. Uh, I wish I had a. I wish I had any kind of memory Liz, whatsoever. Lazar. Uh, yeah. She was some kind of czar. She was, but she was like tanned. But she was, her name was like, like her real name was like Smith or some shit. I forget. It's not that important. <laughs> but I, it, it, oh, it, Rachel Dolezal. I'm close. Rachel Dolezal. That's right. <laughs> I'd like to have a vagina stitch in the center of my chest that I could touch and feel all day long. This is scientifically possible. Not too far in the future, Sean. That's, uh, <laughs> Although I honestly think, to be honest, once <clears throat> once we figure out the, the the science of having a baby in a bag, it's over for women, right? <laughs> because men are just going to be like, dude, I can have my own offspring and raise them properly. Like, yeah, I don't I don't need a woman anymore. Like, there's more than enough AI porn that I can just produce a baby in a bag and raise it, and like that's it. It's going to be straight like. Hardline libertarian. Well, yeah, I mean, 
eventually we're gonna we're gonna get the idea that putting our dick in crazy is is just too much work yeah it's exhausting just to be clear it's illegal to call him a man or was it illegal to call her a woman or am i just being john you're a bigot that's no i'm kidding Uh, (laughs) no you're right he is a bigot and in canada it's illegal to call him a man or her a man the worst oh dude i i pissed my mother-in-law for law off one day and we're coming from like some like baby shower or wedding shower and i'm driving she's in the back my wife's in front and she's talking to my wife about talking to um like a a transgender person about pronouns and she's like well i didn't know anything about and she's saying something that just to you and i would would be innocuous but somebody else like to them would have been like really off, off-putting, and I said, "Bigot!" <laughs> I just went like that. I was joking. I was fucking joking. You know what I mean? Well, she yeah. she got so fucking offended. I called her a bigot. I I will admit I, that I am a little more akin to it because I live in a left-wing socialist shithole. So I'm yeah, very so very. Probably... <clears throat> I correct my boss on pronouns because it's funny. Yes. Uh, like oh, specifically dude. because I'm like, motherfucker, you're a Biden voter. You, right, you hate Trump. It's that's it's the thing. She, her, like, and I correct them, and like they get like kind of like yeah. perturbed, and I'm like, no, I'm, no amongst... this is the shit you guys are voting for. Right, when, when I'm gonna throw it back at you until you are like, this is ridiculous, and then I'll be like, well, then why do you vote for it? Right, right. Like, I like, I love pointing it. I love pointing it out, and I'll do that. To, he he's seen me do it. <laughs> just be obnoxious about it. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just be and drill down until someone starts freaking out at you. Yep. But it's. And, that being fair, I do have friends who are like, I have pride friends. Like I, I do. Sure. Mm-hmm. I have burlesque performers and drag performers at my shows live, because I like that shit. Like I've always, yeah. Up until, <clears throat> up until like literally up until Drag Queen Story Hour, there was never an issue with drag for me. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's like an adult event that's specifically a sexualized adult event, <coughs> and it was always just assumed that it was 18 or 21 plus mm-hmm. and that's my venue like now, i'm a magician that pulls fucking rubber dicks out on stage and shit now the other like, side of that is you know I, I i don't i don't think that you should sexualize children but we've had a oh, no, no, no. we've had a guest that that actually is big in the in the drag queen story time thing i they they do a they do it in philadelphia with and and run we actually talked to the dude run the drag mafia in in philly um but like to talk to him very wholesome project you know he's not he's not there to sexualize he's just there to be different and catch the the attention of the children and say hey you know it's okay to be different which i think is a is a hugely positive message but he still they still get all these protesters he told us a great story when we had him on that he was on his way to to, to do story hour one time and they took him to the wrong library like the, the car picked him up and drove him to the wrong library so he was a little late getting there so they pull up and there's protesters that he's got to walk through he said the best part was i was fully dressed in the car and he's over six feet tall anyway <laughs> plus he's on platform heels with a giant wig so he's when he gets out of this car he's seven and a half feet tall <laughs> with all of his stuff on and he said it was great because as i'm sitting down in the car they're screaming and they're they're berating me and they're they're te- pounding the window he said i open the door and I, I basically unfold myself out of this car and they all look up at me <laughs> and realize yeah. oh <laughs> i think i think a lot of the protesters forget that that yeah i mean you know there's they, a man in there like women but there's they're dudes <laughs> yeah you want to fuck with them you're gonna have no, a i do have a couple of friends who are in, uh involved in that as well but they're also very clear about like no it's like nothing about story time is sexual it's very like it's a wholesome thing and then drag shows are like a separate thing where kids are not welcome like right, it's right. 18 or 20 we basically do 21 plus because it's easier to control up here yeah like you you run into a lot of like all my shows are 21 plus like when i host a show personally like it's 21 plus and they're usually BYOB, so I don't we like we don't strictly enforce it. It's more or less to like let people know, like, yo, there's a magician on the flyer, but this is not a kid's show. Like you were not 
you bring your kids, you're going to be answering a lot of questions and you're going to hate yourself. Right? Because yep. drunk and underwhelming is drunk and underwhelming and he is going to bring out some shit on stage that you're going to have to explain later. Like why the rabbit wasn't white and furry, why it was pink and vibrated. Right. Uh, you, you don't want to have to explain that to your children after, after a show. Speaking of underwhelming, uh, a, a decomposing uh, whale was found on uh, Oregon Beach, creating ah, a, sad but, a sad but super educational spectacle. That's I thought this was going to be a story about one of the Portland residents until I saw it was an actual whale. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's not yet known what killed an, en an endangered fin whale, but people can marvel at the large marine mammal as it decomposes on the beach. Hey, kids, you want to go see a dead whale? Fuck yeah, Dad, let's go. Smoke your meth. Come on. While it's sad that it's also super educational, Tiffany Booth, assistant manager of the Seaside Aquarium, said Tuesday of the rare site, which said is only the second dead fin whale that Oregon has seen in about 30 years. Just don't touch it because it can carry disease that can be transmitted to humans and pets, she said. Also, it smells. It smells like your mom. She said, I know how to, I don't know how to describe it. It smells like a dead whale. The 46 foot, 14 meter, um, we're in, no, I'm sorry. We're in America. The 46 foot male yes, whale washed ashore at Sunset Beach State Park south of Warrington on Monday morning. It was entangled in rope. But before officials could examine the rope and investigate the type of fishing gear it was, someone took it off and took it away. It was a well-meaning person because the animal was still in the surf and appeared to be alive, she said. And also, they thought they were helping detangle a live animal. While the rope entanglement was severe, the whale wasn't in it for a very long time and didn't lead to the fish's death. It will be several weeks before results from the necropsy they don't do an autopsy? No, no, no. It's a necropsy. Necropsy on animals, autopsy on people. All right, thanks, man. On Tuesday, we'll reveal the cause of the emaciated whale's death. The whale will naturally decompose, creating a huge nutrient boost for the local environment, feeding scavengers like eagles and ravens. Letting it decompose shows a keener understanding for what to do in these situations than in 1970, when officials opted to use dynamite to blow up a dead whale that washed ashore in southern Oregon. And that was a story we covered on our first, it was actually our second episode of the Media Virus Podcast. It was the 50th anniversary of them doing that. Uh, recently. By, Blowing up is, a fucking whale. Have you ever? Yeah, it's the most American thing I can imagine. Have you ever seen the footage? <laughs> Oregon man blowing fuck. up this fucking whale. I think what you're trying to say is somebody times. decided they the needed news, to get dude, rid of the a news whale. was there. Right. They, they, and the news was fucking fantastic. It's been the news 50 years since his, they've, they've shit together it's been 50 years since they've uh, had to dispose of a whale mm -hmm. and uh luckily our fucking broadcast is so good news. so this is 1970. the oregon state highway division not only had a whale of a problem on its hands it had a stinking whale of a problem what to do with one 45 foot eight ton whale dead on arrival on the beach near florence up for a second so at this point up in lane county nobody hang on okay Joke's terrific. <laughs> this is before we had video. Uh, video. We we didn't know how to, how to run video. Understood. And we were just we were just an audio podcast. Oh, we, yeah. I mean, we didn't have any need for video at the time. Yeah. Just to we look were, at one we, another. This and we and we 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 we'd stream live, but and we do it now too. We only stream live just so we can all see each other. Yeah. And we figured, fuck it, let's show everybody. You know what I mean? If we can. Why not? But the 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 idea of the show is the 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 three audio episodes that get released every week. I don't. It doesn't seem like it makes sense, but it does to us. But um, so yeah, we don't actually have footage of of them blowing up, blowing up the. No, whale. but we have great audio of it. We do have great audio of it, but we, but another. You know, it's funny because another thing we covered on this episode was. All the ideas that staff writer Bill had. Did we? I, I I didn't look at any of the other stuff in that episode. And and staff writer Bill, where'd he go? Staff writer Bill had the uh, had that idea to do a bit about. Um, and they've, they've oh yeah, dude. The, they're set up in the dune grass, just just enough that there's a little dune Damn. grass in front of them, like they're almost trying to hide, but not. 
Sorry. That's okay. I thought we were running. What was I? What was I I saying? Oh yeah, conversion therapy. So staff writer Bill on the same the same episode we talked about this. We talked about how staff writer Bill had the idea to talk about uh, like interview somebody to talk about conversion therapy. But reverse, remember this? Reverse yeah. conversion therapy. Yes, that, that's he's going to talk about how you wow. can you can make your you can make your kids you know if you want to convert your kids to be gay, right? And his whole theory, staff writer Bill is a staff writer on the show. He gives us lots of good ideas. He also now does his own podcast called Disruptive Minds. It's actually a reputable podcast. Does a great job. Yes. Doesn't go by staff writer Bill. I don't know why. It goes by his real name. <laughs> his real name is Bill, but you know he goes by Bill Bill Carlin. <laughs> on that show. But uh, he said that he's like, he's like, dude, think about it. If you could get past the mental block of sucking one dick, you can suck all kinds of dick. That was his theory. You know what I mean? Cause, and I was like, do you, are you trying to get to the point where you like want to suck a lot of dick? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just that one like mental block that's getting, I mean, it, it depends. I, I don't know what his thought process is there. Like, Maybe there's a root thought that we're unaware of, like, I'd never pay another traffic ticket again. <laughs> another one of or, another thing came into me at that point and said, he's like, you ever notice that this was three years ago? He's like, you ever notice that uh, TikTok, uh, just your for you page is full of Nico girls. And I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, your for you, like your for you page is like full of Nico, like girls dressed up like cats, like scantily clad and like pretending to be cats yeah no and i was like no no bill that's not what my for you page is because <laughs> your for you page is fed by an algorithm that shows what you like it shows, it shows it to for you. you to be fair i have a tiktok but i don't even know what's on my for you page because i just upload my my like i've never actually like my my wife loves tiktok to be fair like i will know. dude i would spend so much time on tiktok that's where and we get lost that's where i get a lot of news stories from like that um that uh the the shooting the acorn shooting i saw some weird tiktok and i was like i can't be right and i went and looked it up and i'm like holy shit and it just happened so sometimes i'll look shit up it's like from three years ago four years ago but that doesn't ever like i i literally just upload i have two tiktok accounts one for hickory one for molasses who's the another project and uh yeah i don't otherwise other than that it's literally i use tiktok to film me lip-syncing the songs on the other account yeah. and for on this one it's just making dirty jokes once in a while and uploading them yeah that, then again i'm on like a bunch of social medias i don't use like yeah. there is a, a there is a official hickory tdau only fans that exists just ah. because i was like you know what <laughs> we were uh, maybe somebody somewhere will sign up for it and they're just going to see a big list of pictures of me with food and making <laughs> dirty food jokes. Like me with a Philly cheesesteak and a caption that says, would you like me to Philly you with my meat? Or it's good or though. Me with, a, yeah. me with a pan of glazed muffins and it says, would you like me to glaze your muffin this morning? You know, it's we food puns and that's we basically were going my to entire OnlyFans. We were going to have an OnlyFans account, but the setup project process is arduous like they oh it sucked they, they want pictures of a driver's license with today's newspaper and it, like it was a pain in the ass like yeah it took me three days it, and then it's like proof of life for a hostage situation it's crazy what i ended up having to do was i took all the pictures as screen caps on my webcam because i couldn't get them to get clear enough holding my phone and an id and trying to get us all in Right, like my ID and me in clear. Uh huh. So I ended up literally just doing it in front of my webcam and screen capturing them, and then using those. TikTok's very similar to the scene in that Mel Gibson movie, Conspiracy Theorist, where they taped his eyes open, forced him to watch tele. Oh, I, that makes me think more Clockwork Orange, but I don't know what Mel Gibson movie that would be. <laughs> well, so, I mean, sorry for reading the comments. I just get used to it because I see Sean's name, and I'm just like, oh, that's for me. <laughs> I should do that. Well, yeah. Um, but uh, speaking of whales, yeah. Um, well, not only I'm on not, screen, I'm, I'm clearly a whale. Not only are blue whales the biggest animals on the planet, on on planet Earth, 
but they're some of the most surprising. New research has shown that a surprising amount of blue whales are actually mating with animals that are 85 tons smaller than them. The whales, which are themselves up to 200 tons in size, have been found to have mated with blue fin whales at a far more regular rate than previously thought. They like them skinny. You know, they don't want them young and nice and little and taut. They also have much larger assholes. (laughs) It comes as scientists undertook new research attempting to construct a whale genome from scratch. Essentially, the process involves recreating the entire set of DNA instructions found in a blue whale cell, which is a incredibly complex under... What the fuck is wrong with me? Which is an incredibly complex undertaking. Co-author of the new study, Mark Engstrom, told Live Science, this is a long, laborious process akin to assembling a huge jigsaw puzzle after the whale's penis has completely shattered the smaller... Wait, no. Um, Huge jigsaw puddle with no picture on the box for guidance. The research was (laughs) published in the conservative genetics journal focused on B. musculus musculus, which is the most endangered subspecies of the blue whale. This is... This is boring. Show pictures of them fucking something. I, I don't think there's there's any pictures of, of them fucking anything. I mean This is unfortunate. Yeah, I mean there's there's not that's, even a that's what we want to see. Like there's not even a picture of a whale with a flounder stuck on his dick. <laughs> I wanna I wanna know. There's how a whale just with a, with a roll of duct tape. Like, <laughs> well, I mean the question is like we, we frown on eating whales in this country. And I say this from like a guy who works as a seafood guy in his right. life. That be it, uh, a fucking seafood guy who lives in a landlocked state. But it's a little I scary. Mean, the identity, like the we have the ability to create new types of animals that aren't whales that we can eat. And it makes me wonder, like, if the Japanese have such a hard on for the whale. Why don't it's they... gotta be tasty, right? Like there's there's a the... reason. Yeah, there's a reason. Right? Like they can't just—they're not just killing them for fun, like right. as, as much as that's something we do do once in a while as humans. Well, like, yeah, but it, I, it wouldn't be as cultural a phenomenon if it was just for fun. No, there's something like, else there's going be on. A reason, and I think we could develop some new speed. I think a, a halibut whale would be nice. Yeah. Like uh, those those things are already really big. So if we could get an even bigger one that comes yeah. in, at, like I mean, you know, has a four hundred pound fillet. People uh, love catfish. Yeah, you know, we could crossbreed a whale and catfish. Big catfish whales. Have a, a nice fish fry. Uh, maybe something rare. That would be that an affront like to God, we, wouldn't it? Like we couldn't, uh, we can't import marlin anymore. Yeah. Uh, so maybe a, a marlin whale would be a good way to go. You know, just, there's opportunities there. And people get a little pissy about eating sharks now, right? Although I did see, I don't know if you guys saw. Speaking of TikTok, there's a a trend about this uh, this sting stingray that's now pregnant, and and a so there's a, a it a wasn't me. Show, <laughs> it could have been. I I can't I can't uh, argue either way, Maddie. I'm sorry, but uh, there was there's a TikTok trend. My wife got turned onto this earlier and asked me if I had seen it yet, and I haven't heard of it. Apparently, a stingray got pregnant that's been in a enclosure with just sharks uh no other stingray right and they're wondering this thing hasn't had a partner in like 10 or 12 years i guess his partner died or whatever right but it's pregnant now and they're wondering like what did it impregnate itself via some old school like yeah there's uh, survival genetics where you need to do that in order to continue the population because it's in isolation there's no Mm -hmm. other chance or are did we a shark, see a shark stingray hybrid be born? Did a shark fuck it? I'm like, oh, the donkey of the sea, dude. I'm so excited. Right? Like, of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like, great. And maybe it's super tasty. You know, these are the things that we got to explore because, like, well, you, you our also population increases. We're going to need to find new avenues to find food. I mean, mules aren't so aren't aren't quite as cool as donkeys, but you know, donkeys. They, they smile and they laugh. Like donkeys have a truly have a sense of humor. Yeah, I mean Eddie Murphy's great. Like uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, like donkeys really have a sense of humor. They they will laugh at shit. Yeah, and, and, uh, and they're called the jackass. Which, yes, and there's a great, reason because like that's the best name ever. And the fact that they're the, the 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 image for the Democrats is sad. 
<laughs> what are you gonna do? They're like, well, they well, are jackasses, but like, and they are stubborn. Don't well, speaking wrong, of, but donkeys are way cooler than that. Speaking of sad jackasses, a television station in Portland, Oregon, apologized Friday for inadvertently showing racist images during a program aimed at highlighting positive stories. KGW-TV <laughs> displayed the image Thursday evening during The Good Stuff, which includes a throwback Thursday segment sharing cheesy, silly, or memorable photos submitted by a viewer. The image seemingly from the 1950s depicted children throwing, ball toward, throwing a ball towards a sign prom prominently displaying a racial slur. The station said Friday in a statement posted to the which website, we understand the profound hurt this image inflicted upon. A, okay. Okay. It, apparently there's never no image. Hurt of, by an image. Apparently never there's once. no image posted with this story. No, I yeah, went. What dude, was the slur? That's always my question. It's like, what was it? I think we can, I think we can all. I mean, <laughs> I can assume it was a certain word. We understand. Like, I'd like to hurt. know. Right. Our viewer just uh, inflicted upon our viewers and staff, particularly members of our black community, to those who were exposed to the image and were hurt by it. We offer our sincerest apologies. Go to the emergency room if you were hurt by it. KJW was a policy, has a policy of thoroughly screening all content for standards and accuracy before broadcast, but failed to uphold it. The station said it said uh, station it said it had taken internal steps to address the mistake. We are all appalled by the slide sharing KGW news yesterday evening that displayed an explicitly racist image. James Posey and Pastor J.W. Matt Hennessy, leaders of the Portland chapter of the NAACP, said in a written statement Friday, we are looking to the KGD, KGW leadership to immediately provide clarity on how and why this happened. Oh, well. That's, this was Oregon? This yeah. was Oregon, yeah. Yeah. Shout out, Sean. <laughs> Sean's actually from Oregon. <laughs> yeah. Wow, we put together like a whole Oregon theme just for Sean. Yeah, yeah which is funny because I have no idea how he found our channel because we're like a couple dudes from Vermont and it's like the other side of the country. But yeah, somehow. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, so he's on yeah. much earlier. He said, I begged to uh, differ. My eyeballs and retinas were severely damaged. How dare those children show the disdain for their son? Yeah, that's the funny part, right? Is that it was an image of these kids throwing rocks at the sign because it displayed something that was considered inappropriate then. And it's still like, I feel like that's almost like a, like, it's a civil rights image, right? Is like, yeah. Well, they're throwing rocks, they're like, throwing rocks at the on... sign. The sign says the bad thing, the slur. You know, you know, so, like you, you wouldn't if, if we had an image of a bunch of kids throwing rocks at Hitler, we would be like, oh, my God, that's a fucking that that that's a historic image that could be used. But it's offensive because like, it shows Hitler as a show that like the the general sentiment of the people were changing. I feel like that's what they have. Uh huh. And and still people are just like, oh, it says that word. You can't. That That's awful. And I'm like, no, that's a image alex jones claims the frogs are gay sounds like the whales are next no there are trans species sean get with the times my friends dude well, he made great fucking comments well dude just he's for, been a he's been an all-star on this show that's why we they're just identifying on. as a dolphin that, oh god <laughs> so fantastic uh you know you you had mentioned earlier matt that there's been a lot of callbacks to to early shows uh in this show and you know i I think fucking smaller animals definitely calls back to a story you told early on about uh, building a better mousetrap and needing duct tape. <laughs> well, that <laughs> one. All right. So um, it, I had a rat in my house. Right. And we're, we have like all the furniture turned over and I, I have like a, uh, like a piece of PVC pipe. Like I have a beagle, the beagles chasing the fucking rat around. Right, my friend. We have the we have it like locked in one corner, and my friend just shows up like out of fucking nowhere. Me and my me and my son and the dog are trying to find this this rat, and my and my buddy turns to me and he goes, "You got any duct tape?" And I was like, "No. What do you what do you need duct tape for?" And he's like, "Oh, so it doesn't pop when I fuck it." <laughs> and that has been like that's been a rolling joke that I've brought with me. For, you know, it's just one of those things that, like, you know, you need duct tape or it's going to pop when you fuck it, you know? 
And that was the duct tape joke I made with the railroad duct tapes. Heard a similar allegory, but it was about a frog. Yeah. Well, anything <laughs> small like that. Which relates back to the frogs being gay. The frogs. Well, they put it in the water. The frog was asking for it. Yeah, he was. He looked back at me and said, "Hickory, I have, I've eaten all the chemicals from all the water." Yeah. If you look on that lily pad over there, there's a roll of duct tape. <laughs> Let's have a nice glass of Chardonnay and work this thing out, Frank. <sighs> Another well, great example um, of go woke, go broke. Yes, not not a hard rule, but it's uh, it's becoming one slowly. It's you know DEI seems to be fucking everybody in the ass. It seems to be make, make, making sure companies that implement it and have these huge DEI departments are just going out of business because you can't afford to pay these people what they want to make. To yeah, just I, I had a coworker to, ask me about DEI initiatives and why we don't have one at my workplace, and I was like, because we'd have half the fucking staff, bro. Because like half of us would be like, we're not gonna sit there and listen to you talk about how white people are evil when that's a hundred percent of our fucking staff. Right. <laughs> like we're not like, like, like you're, I'm going to sit there in a, a seminar and listen to you just shame white straight people, even though that's me and all my friends. Like, right. I mean, wrong. I have friends who are not white. I mean, it'll be in Vermont. It's like one in a thousand. Yeah, you got to try really hard. I'm, oh dude. It took me, it was, I, I managed to book one black guy for my birthday show weekend. And that was like a, a fucking struggle. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make sure I do it. I'm gonna make sure I have at least two lady performers. Yeah. I have one person of color. Uh, I'm gonna have some very versatile artists on the weekend. I have two shows coming up in March for my birthday. We have and, a black uh, friend here on the show. Yeah, nice. I was gonna. I was gonna say we have a black guy, but it, it was we in his contract. He only has to be here three fifths of the time. <laughs> um, um, I, I'm just lucky if Mecca Blaze shows up. That's my our, our black friend on the show is King Shaw Mecca Blaze is his name. Wow. And uh yeah, he's uh he's fucking awesome. But it literally but, King is the first <laughs> But speaking speaking of Big Daddy, we have a, a segment on the show that we usually run Woo. during B block uh called Big Daddy Asks. And uh this is this week's question. He he basically just poses a question to the to the group and then we we get into it. Okay. So All here right. we go with Big Daddy. The Axe. Media Virus Podcast presents a Stanley McFadden production. Big Daddy proudly brings to you. Look like Tyson James in that photo. Big Daddy asks. He's got a great beard. If you had to go to Walmart and you have to buy three items, three items. For the sole purpose of making the cashier as uncomfortable as possible, what would you put on the counter? There you go. So the one of the three, if you're going to Walmart specifically to make the cashier uncomfortable, first of all, it's very hard to make a computer uncomfortable because they're all self-checkouts. <laughs> Every like I swear to God, it, this irritates me because I what what passes for news irritates me because when I go looking for news to do on the show, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where you you, uh, you see you, you, I see all these things about there, there, a reporter is doing a report on a TikTok video. And in this TikTok video, a lot of times more a lot of times. Someone is complaining about having to either use the self-checkout at Walmart or have to show their receipt to the person at I the hate, door. I hate this is that. A big, this is a big fucking... Uh, all right. Is it that hard? <laughs> I don't like being stopped at the door. That that irritates is me. Is it that fucking hard, though? Yeah, it kind of is. Show the lady your Especially fucking if there's a line. When there's a line, I walk right past them. So do I. That, but, that's my problem. You know, if don't, don't make if me I'm stand just in walking line and up leave. and there's some old bitch there, I just fucking show her my receipt. So the sad part is I come from a place that's small enough that like I live literally 45 minutes away from the nearest two Walmarts and at least in the one in Rutland, Vermont, like they know us. <laughs> like they don't, they don't check shit. Like everybody says, Hey, like they wave. I'm always like, have a good night. And, uh, you know, like I know the guy's names at this point. But <laughs> do they have cashiers? 
Uh, yeah, there's usually like two registers open and then the six self checkouts. All right, so and your, like the local goal. grocery store has moved to like, I think I work at one of the only grocery places in my state that doesn't have a self checkout. Wow, nice. So I'm so irritated with the service at our BJ's that if I have to go in there, they've got this. You, I, dude, as many times as I've been in BJ's, I've never gotten one. Never. Me either. I hear you. But I hear you. I, I'm so upset with the service there. They've got a function in their app where you can scan your shit with your phone as you go through. Walmart's got that. And as long as you stay under a certain dollar amount and a certain item count, you go to the door and they scan like 10% of what you've got and you leave. And I've, I've, I've just been doing that because I can't stand to suffer the one cashier that they do have on while they have 15 self-checkout lines that are only halfway working anyway. Well, Walmart's got that too, man. You can walk around, scan your shit. And ever since the pandemic, you now you have just... to stand in this line that, that that extends back through the entire warehouse, which pisses me off. I'm smart enough to walk up to the cashiers and say, okay, there's there's four people in that line and there's three people in that. I'll get in the line with three people. Then both lines will have four people and everything's going to work out. But no, they can't trust me to do that. I have to now interact with somebody who turns around and decides what line I need to stand in. Oh, fuck you. Nobody's telling me what fucking lineup. No one is telling me what fucking... That would drive me up a wall. Wait. I would tell that person to shove their head up their own fucking ass. I have. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, actually... I will fucking... My wife makes fun because I will walk up and down the registers and I will look at the people, not only the people in line, but the fucking cashier. I'll get in the longest goddamn line if that cashier looks competent. Yes. Because if the cashier looks competent, then that line's going to be the fastest one. So, so during the during the pandemic, they had, like I said, they had this line. You got to go stand it. So we get in this line. We're in this line, and this woman walks up and gets right in front of us. You know, you're social distancing. You got to be so many feet from from the person in front of you. And this lady just rolls in, and I said, "Excuse me, the line starts back there." You know, I've already been in this line for for ten minutes, standing here picking my nose. You're not going to get in front of me. You're just not. I'm not that nice. So she says, oh, I was only shopping. I said, like hell, you stood in, you, you, you got in line. You need to move. And she got all pissy and starts screaming at me. And we had this screaming match in the middle of the store. And they come back and tell me I'm going to have to leave if I don't shut up. Did you punch her in the throat? No. Should have punched so her in the I, throat. I, I back off. But Women the, never expect you to punch them in the throat. But Remember the that. guy behind me is... Now he's like, yeah, yeah. Like now, now he's my cheerleader. Now you got a cheerleader hype, man. So <laughs> we get through this line. And as we get to the as we're up there, somebody comes over and gives him some kind of shit. And that almost turned into a fist fight. As it should. And my wife's like, Do you see what you started? All right. So the three items. Let's go. I'm saying, um, a box of condoms, a copy of Homeward Bound, and some rope. Ooh. Now, I say, Ooh. I've done in real life, I have gone to the store during Halloween time and bought apples and razor blades just to see the cashier's face. <laughs> <laughs> didn't need either of those things. Didn't have enough money to buy anything I needed, but I did that. <laughs> well, you know, some things are important. Some things, you know what? Things are temporary. Experiences, memories, memories last forever. Memories last forever. Memories last okay, forever. so I'm thinking um, rubbers, whipped cream, and a Goosebumps novel. Ooh, the same, same theme. I like where it's going. Peter. Uh, I suppose my 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 first set of items. I'd do this multiple. Uh, would be a shovel, bag of lye, and some duct tape. I mean, that's pretty easy. I, I wish to revise. No one said. I, I'm surprised. I should have said like uh, brake cleaner, <laughs> carburetor cleaner. Which one's ether? Carb cleaner. Carb cleaner. That's carb, carburetor. That's carb cleaner. Carb cleaner. Actually, no. That's uh, starting fluid. Yes. Carb cleaner is 
more fluorocarbon. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so how about a, a box of nine millimeter ammo? Okay. Lube and tampons. <laughs> ooh, ooh. I got a good I got a good set of items. Well, oh, dude, let Hickory chime in real quick. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm okay, sorry. So, I'm sorry. So I'm gonna give like a straight one that I've actually bought pre-show. So this is like me preparing for a show. We got a box, a a can of uh Loctite spray foam. We've got a rabbit uh vibrator from Trojan. Which they now sell at our Walmart. I don't know if you guys have that. Oh, I've seen sex toys at Walmart. Yeah, yeah. and a deck of playing cards. And okay. it's just enough, <laughs> just enough to make a cashier go, um, what "The fuck does it have to do with yeah. each other?" But to be honest, <laughs> these are three things that I would prominently use on stage during one of my live shows, uh, nice. because I go through about a pack of cards to two pack of cards per live show usually, because I ruin cards. People they sign them, I tear them up. I yeah. they, uh, the spray right. foam is for uh, for craft making, so ah. I build I build a lot of my own props um, for the show. So like uh, an example would be, so like this hat. Wow. <laughs> uh, this is a mini hat built on. I have a full sized one that has mm -hmm. a false bottom that is like my show hat. Then I've got this mini one. I've got another mini one. Then I have a somewhere in between that's the tip hat. But this was all just built out of craft foam. Uh, hot glue, paint, and then oh. I, I did buy cool. and paint this. Uh, yeah, I do a lot of weird shit like that. <laughs> but, oh, it's cool though. Oh, honest, you guys, I think you guys would appreciate this. This is Mr. My Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> uh, this was when they were having the debate over uh, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, and uh, I had a long hard chat with Mr. Potato Head, and he claimed that he still identifies as Mr. Potato Head. And so ever since he's been sitting on the show, just that that reminds there. me of a, a great cartoon I saw where he's standing at a urinal and the <laughs> caption is, oh, great. I left it at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sits there up on uh, my RuPaul drag duck. It's a, <laughs> a RuPaul. Yeah, I, I'm a cultural motherfucker, apparently. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Very cultured. Yes. Totally. Well cultured for being a white trash. Uh, Dude from a shithole state called him that. Well, yeah. since, since my computer's not been happy with green screening on uh, on this platform, uh, I've, I've just got my own art behind me. So, yeah, no, that's kind of mine. Started very simply. It was very very humble. It's now bled out into this hodgepodge <laughs> of shit behind me. And actually, that's uh, part of the plan for this year is to actually rebuild the studio because I want to uh, I want to put the desk on wheels. Uh, because there is other personalities in the hickory verse that would like to do streams once in a while. Sure. So the idea is to have a, a desk on wheels that spins and to have like a hickory corner and a molasses corner mm -hmm. and a Kyle HX stand up corner. That's kind of what I got going on here right now. Nice. I like that. Desk desk on wheels. And I'm about to start a remodeling program in this room. Yeah, the first is the the desk is just an old desk that I got out of a storage container from my wife's hotel. They're like, yeah, we're not using these anymore. If you want them, I'm like, okay. So I hammered a, well, then hammer. I screwed a two by three into it to extend it to mount my monitor mounts. Because mm -hmm. I've got a, uh, I got two, what, two 27s and a 32 on this rig. Um, Sweet. And that's the floating rig. Oh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a thing building this. Building the studio has been a. I've learned a lot the past few years. <laughs> as as have we. Yeah. I've, I've bought a. I've bought a lot of shit. We've bought a lot of shit. A lot of shit. A lot of goofy shit. Yep. But uh, right right now I'm running a fucking mini Mac Mini and I'm really fucking happy with it. Nice. <laughs> I think it's fucking tight as shit. Uh, I got an HP one for like uh, Pavilion, HP Pavilion one from Walmart for like six hundred bucks in 2020. Oh, wow. And then invested like $500 into it, and it runs like a fucking game rig. <laughs> so Fantastic. that's been the main rig. I think we've cleared this block of, of everything we had planned. Let's, yep. you know, break this here, do our thing, and start the next one. All right. Uh, just a reminder that, uh, as always, our blocks are brought to you by 30246 Voice, my sports reports art shop. 
over on redbubble.com. Stepmoms Without Children podcast and the Disruptive Minds podcast. Coming up in the C block, we're going to finish out this week's show with just the tips, number 78. We're going to discuss Paul McCartney's bass and Billy Joel's plan for a not-so-hard rock band. All that's coming up in the C block right after this. My chocolate munchkin. Right off my chocolate munchkin, Doc. <laughs> 